Welcome to episode number 11 of Football in Prescription. I am your host, Anati Sinalo Marateki. And yes, we're on episode 11. Um, what to expect in today's episode? Um, recap, a little bit of match analysis, a little bit of what's next. Um, my apology to you guys for missing out on the quiz. Um, the quiz itself as well. <laughs> And transfer Thursdays. I am whack, but yeah. Um yeah, let's let's get into the episode. Alright, so let's get into the recap segment of the show. And we're starting in FCON. And yeah, I just wanna actually just focus on the teams that qualified so far. We have Four more matches that are playing today, but of the teams that have completed, like the groups, the whole groups that have completed playing, um, we have Cameroon, Burkina Faso, Senegal, Guinea, Morocco, Gabon, Nigeria, and Egypt who have confirmed qualification. So, since the tournament has twenty four teams, then we're gonna from 24 to the round of 16 so that means two teams per group the top two qualify that gives us 12 but then we still need four more to get 16 teams and then it'll be the four best placed third place teams and currently the teams that seem like they're gonna go through Cape Verde, Malawi and Comoros Island they've got Four points, Malawi and Cape Verde, then Comoros have three points. So we'll see what happens after today's fixtures on what are the confirmed um, 16 teams that go through. And then I wanted to mention that so far, the highest goal-scoring team for the knockout phase, I mean, group stages would be Cameroon at seven. And then the team with the lowest goals so far, it's a tie of three teams, Algeria, um, Mauritania, but these two teams haven't played their third games, Algeria and Mauritania. And then the one that has played all three games is Guinea-Bissau. And all these three teams have, are yet to score a goal in the competition. Guinea-Bissau go home without scoring a goal in this 2022 FCON. And then... Currently, the team with the worst defense in the group stages is Ethiopia, who conceded six goals. But there are some games that need to be played today still, so maybe some teams might concede and go more than six in the group stage. And then the team with the best defense is actually Senegal. They are yet to concede a goal, and they actually only scored one goal in the group stages. So they won the first match, one no the other two matches no no and then yeah so three matches one goal zero goals conceded five points and topping their group through to the next round okay so in france there were only three games that have played um they all played yesterday then strasbourg beat clermont foot 2-0 lille beat lorient 3-1 and Montpellier lost to Troy 1-0. So 
that was just a recap of France. Nothing hectic happened during the week. So on to Germany now. And this midweek they played in the DFB Pokal. And yeah, there were some upsets. Like two big upsets, if we can say. So the first one, probably the biggest one, is Hanover beats Mönchengladbach 3-0. So Hanover uh, in 12th in the Bundesliga 2. And then Gladbach are mid-table as well in Bundesliga. And then the other upset was St. Pauli beating Dortmund 2-1. And St. Pauli are number one in Bundesliga 2. So they're top in the log. They're looking for promotion. And Dortmund are second in Bundesliga. And yeah, it's not like they weakened their squad. They're the first team that could play against one of the higher Bundesliga sides. So yeah, because Haaland, Hummels, Witzel, Akanji, Kubo, everyone was starting for them. So yeah. Then the matches that happened in the Bundesliga, like not happened in the Bundesliga, but all Bundesliga sides in the two in the matches. Um, Bochum beat Mainz 3-1 and then 4th versus 6th in the league was Hoffenheim versus Freiburg and Freiburg won 4-1 who are currently 6th on the log with Hoffenheim being 4th and then there was also a Berlin derby Hertha versus Union and Union won that game 3-2 so yeah they move on to the quarterfinals so on to Spain and there was a mixture of league games and one um, Copa del Rey fixture. Um, the Copa del Rey fixture was between Sociedad and Atletico Madrid and Sociedad won that game 2-0. And then the four matches, the other four matches were played in the league. And then Cadiz and Espanyol threw 2-2. There were actually two stoppage time goals, one for each side. Um, Cadiz got the first of the stoppage time goals in the first minute of stoppage time through Alejo and then Raul de Tomas, RDT equalized for Espanol five minutes later in the second minute of extra time of stoppage time, sorry and then Salta beat Osasuna 2-0 Real Betis beat Deportivo Alaves 4-0 and then the standout fixture of this, these midweek fixtures was Valencia versus Sevilla, and then that was a draw, 1-1. And then there was also supposed to be one match that was supposed to play between Barca and Raya Vallecano, but that game got um, postponed. Um, yeah, just remembering last time round when they played each other, Rayo actually beat Barca 1-0 from a goal from El Tigre. Uh, that's Rivermouth Falcao, so yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, let's move on to England. And before we go on to the Premier League games, actually, I just want to talk about Fulham in the Championship quickly because they were in some impressive form. The last three games, they've scored 19 goals, conceding four. They thrashed Reading 7-0, thrashed Bristol City 6-2, and same scoreline against Birmingham City, thrashed them also 6-2. And then just a quick word on Birmingham as well. Um, this past Saturday, Jude Bellingham's little brother, Job, or Job Bellingham, 
um, got his debut off the bench. He's 16 years old. So, yeah. But also I wanted to talk about Mitrovic for Fulham quickly. And he currently has 27 goals in 25 matches. And if you face it currently, it's 1.08 goals per game. And if we equate it to a 46-game season, because that's how long they play, but, oh, yeah, that's how long the championship is, but he's missed one game so far, because Fulham have played 26, he's played 25 games, so if he plays for the last um, 20-odd games, then he would end the season with 48.6 goals this season, or goals in the season, if he continues on this form, which is essentially 49. And it can easily make it 50. So, yeah, I think he's going to smash the championship record. I think the record is about 33, something like that. It's around 32 or 57 a couple of years ago. So, yeah. But anyway, on to Premier League action. And Chelsea drew again. Um, they drew against Brighton again. And, yeah, they. I don't know. They don't know how to pick up the victory in the league. Maybe in other competitions, that's where they're getting their points. But, yeah, um, one one was the scoreline. I have nothing else to say. Um, Brentford lost 3-1 to Man United. Um, played his 4-2-3-1. He's starting to get more goals as Ralph Ragnick. And hopefully, for his sake, he can fix the defense. Because apparently, he said... Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, and Aaron Wan-Bissaka are not good enough to play for Man United. <laughs> Which is funny. Also, especially the Luke Shaw one, because when Shaw was on form last season and they were calling Shaw Carlos, everyone, or a lot of people were having, especially United fans, were having Mourinho when he said that Shaw wasn't good enough. And then he had his great season last season, and then everyone was having um, Mourinho. And now everyone is quiet about that short chat now. But yeah, that's besides the chat anyway. Um, yeah, lastly, the most dramatic game of the English Premier League weekend, or midweek, sorry, was Leicester and Spurs. Um, watched this game, actually. And Leicester started in a back three with Hamza Chowdhury as a right centre back, Kagla Soyuncu as a centre, Yannick Vestergaard, on the left, and then Michael Brighton right in back, left in back, Luke Thomas um, was a 3-5-2, and then the six, the holding midfielder was Tillemans, on the left was Keenan Drewsby Hall, on the right was Nedders, up front was Patson Pat Daka and Romola Lippman, and yeah, I think Brendan Rodgers doesn't trust Vestergaard enough to play him in a back four and then he ends up playing so many people out of position and yeah I, like I, I tweeted this during the game yesterday like he had Vestergaard out of position he had Soyuncu out of position he had Chowdhury out of position he had Madders out of position and Tielemans out of position so even if it's besides being out of position, he had them, he didn't even play the ones that were playing in their better positions. Like I think he should have went for a diamond if he wanted a front two, because it puts people better in their better positions. Silomans was 
task of being the defensive midfielder and Spurs didn't have a problem going through Tillemans because he's not the best defensively. So, yeah, I think um, Rogers got it wrong. I think Shiloh went to the diamond, got Hamza Chowdhury sitting, Tillemans one side, Dewsbury Hall the other side, matters in the point, in the 10th position, and then Vestergaard and Swainch as a back four because what was the use of signing Vestergaard if you don't trust him? He used to play in a back four at Southampton, but now he comes here, he had a couple of poor games, and now you don't trust him. Worst of all is that he played Vestergaard on the left-hand side of the back three. Vestergaard has no pace. After Spurs equalized to make it 1-1, um, Kane's equalizer, firstly with Kane's equalizer, um, Soyuncu is trying to step up way too late instead of deciding, okay, you know what, let me just track Kane. So the onside is fine, I'll track him. Try and slow him down. My defenders can hurry up. But he tries to step up way too late. His cane is gone. And then so is not the slowest. He was not the quickest, but he chased back. Got there quick enough to block. Probably blocked the shot if Kane was taking it with his rights, but Kane cut in and finished it. I saw him running in. I was like, I knew it's one more. I mean one one. And then soon after that, um Kane is sprinting past Yannick Vestergaard because he's so slow. Like, you can literally see Kane opening a gap and Kane isn't fast at all. If that was so into, Kane wasn't going to be sprinting. Kane, unfortunately, missed the chance terribly. But then he's playing the wrong person in the wrong position because if Johnny Evans is playing, then Evans plays on the center position and so into plays left. But then for some reason, because he doesn't trust Vestergaard, he decides to hurt his left-hand side of the back three by putting a slower guy in. Because if someone like Lucas Moura gets a run on him, then definitely he's not catching him as well. So, yeah, they had multiple people out of position, which didn't help them. They were still dangerous because they know how to play the ball through Leicester. But then in terms of defensive work, it's just not the same. Because Matters is defending as an 8 and not as a 10. Tillemans is defending as a 6 and not as an 8. Chowdhury as a center back and not as a six so yeah everyone just wasn't in the best positions or formation that would have worked for the 11 that started so yeah but anyway that's beside the point Stephen Bergwijn came off the bench and stole the points for Spurs initially we thought that he's getting them an equalizer because if I'm not mistaken six minutes were added and then he equalized in 90 plus 5 and then got a literally kick off. Tillemans loses the ball, play a through ball in, and then one on one at the keeper. 90 plus 7, it's 3 2 Spurs, and Spurs win the game. So, yeah, that was a very dramatic end to, to the game, eh? Yeah, great game to watch, though. All right, let's move on to our final league. Italy and we'll start in the Coppa Italia that was played um, this week. There's also some Serie A fixtures that I want to pass in the Coppa Italia and Lazio beats Udinese 1-0, Juve beats Sampdoria 4-1, Sassuolo beats Cagliari 1-0, Inter beat Empoli 3-2 after extra time and yeah, let's just move on to the Serie A. And 
Napoli beat Bologna 2-0. Fiorentina thrash Genoa 6-0. Um, Cristiano Biragi scored two free kicks with the name with the name of Cristiano. You just have to be good at free kicks, lol. <laughs> Funny because Ronaldo doesn't take good free kicks anymore. Uh, eh, they're decent, to say the least. <laughs> but anyway, um, AC Milan beat Spezia. Sorry, AC Milan lost to Spezia two one, and yeah, this game was very. It had a controversial end. That's what I can say. But yeah, so Milan dominated the first half. Um, yeah, they sh- they should have had more than a one goal advantage. And yeah, I don't know. Milan get a lot of penalties, but they also miss quite a few. So um, Zlatan missed one recently. Then he gave a duty to Teo Hernandez. He scored and then he missed one. And then... Frank Kessie, the normal penalty penalty kick take is obviously at Epcon of Ivory Coast. So he scores most, but he misses. He's missed some. So too Zlatan. He scores most. He missed some. Now there's a possibility of Giroud also being the penalty kick taker because he took one and he scored one. So yeah. But anyway, Rafael Leao gives them the lead just before halftime. And then they concede an equalizer. And then just in the beginning of second half or so. And yeah, we'll go on to the game and then within I think the last five minutes, less than that, like around the eighty eighth of the ninth minutes at the earliest. Um Milan had the ball, sorry, Milan had the ball with um Ante Rebic and then he was attempting a shot but then got fouled, but then the ball made its way now as a pass to Junior Messias and then he curls the ball which is the first time to finish into the top corner problem is ref blew for a free kick without playing um, an advantage so he curls it into the top corner ref had already blown as soon as that happens you see the referee apologizing like no sorry guys I've got this wrong hands up apologizing which is terrible because Milan win the game, they go top of the log with one point, even though they played a game more than Inter. But at least they on top, and then if Inter win that game in hand, they're still within three points. So it's a two-point um, lead. And then if when the Milan derby comes, then they can always win the match and then go top of the log. But that didn't happen. Ref blue. Nothing came of it. Zlatan got the free kick. Keeper made the save. And then, to make matters worse, Spezia scored a late winner. Literally, I think it was the last kick of the game. And it's so painful to be a Milan supporter in this situation. Like, I don't support any team outside of Chelsea and Sundowns locally. Um, But I have, like, love for Inter. So... If you were to say what's my favorite team in Italy, it would be Inter, but I don't necessarily support them. I've just had, uh, I think mainly because when Mourinho was there, because Mourinho has been a coach that I've followed throughout um, my life. So for me, he is the best manager ever. So that's why I have this love for Inter. And then um, 
yeah so watching it i feel sorry for milan because it it's terrible they got they, they, yeah they got cheated to an extent even though they didn't get cheated but yeah but then from the other side from the blue side of my heart that from the blue and black stripe side of my heart is like hey not not a terrible problem not not too bad plus the manager of spezia is tiago Mata, former inter player so yeah all right um let's move on to what's next and um yeah in fcon the big fixture today ivory coast versus algeria algeria have one point so far um they need a victory to give them a chance to qualify for the round of 16 so yeah it'll be a tough tough game again for them hopefully they start side ben rama at to think he deserves a chance to start and then yeah anyway um if we're looking forward to other games um i'm just gonna mention like two games ones that are either um like relegation battle or like top four battle or whatever interesting games like yeah ones that have more than normal things that are just like weighing in the game better than like more than a mid-table side game if you get what i mean but yeah there is there is some coppa italia and coppa del rey action tonight i think the big game of those matches would be barca versus athletic club and then there's also league cup semi-final action tonight second leg arsenal versus liverpool it's an no it's no nil coming into the game i'm not sure if the game is going to actually continue because arsenal were being little bitches on the weekend and asked for the game to be postponed so unless maybe they've got some players back from injury and maybe Odegaard is back from COVID as well then the game will happen but I haven't heard anything of the game getting postponed or appealing for the game to get postponed um yeah but then anyway in Premier League action we have Watford versus Norwich and that's a huge six pointer in terms of safety and then there's united versus west ham so chasing top four and then the biggest game of the weekend in the premier league action will be the london derby chelsea versus spurs chelsea against north london sides this season have not conceded they've scored eight goals so will they keep it up against spurs specifically the three other matches this aggregate score is 6-0 so will chelsea can chelsea keep up this form and get an finally get another victory in the premier league and maybe start like re-kicking off their season like just to secure that top four spot and then in spain the highlight fixture will be atletico madrid versus valencia this weekend it is also levante versus cadiz these are the bottom two sides so another huge six-pointer in the relegation battle. And then in Italy, we have Lazio versus Atalanta. And then we also have Milan versus Juve. And I actually only found out now that, well, obviously now as in before I made this episode, that um, this game is also called the Derby d'Italia, which is surprising, because but not really, but yeah, Inter... And Juve is also Derby with Italia, but it's mainly because of the polit- political and economical 
yeah, that's the correct word. Yeah, I think so. The the tension that the city of Milan and the city of Turin have. So it's not just only about football. So that's where the name Derby d'Italia comes from. And then in Germany, we have Hoffenheim versus Borussia Dortmund. That's fourth versus second. So that would be the big game of the weekend. And then for you guys who are interested in other leagues, there's Sporting versus Braga in the Portuguese league. And then Ajax versus PSV. So yeah, those will be the big fixtures this weekend in the different leagues. Yeah, that's the end of what's next. And on to the quiz. And before we get, get into that, I just want to apologize um, that I did not post the quiz. I got busy with some urgent um, things that kept me busy past the 10 o'clock um, scheduled time for the quiz. So I do apologize for that. Um, so, but as I said in my apology, if you saw it on Twitter or if you saw it in my story on Instagram, I said that I'll do the quiz in today's episode still. So yeah, um, let's get into it. So my question, or my first question would be, um, which Real Madrid player is now tied as the most decorated player in the club? And that would be Marcelo with 23 trophies. And then after winning the Super Cup on the weekend, Hazard looked so sad, hey? It's besides the point, but he looks so sad wanting back at Chelsea. That's <laughs> besides the point. Um, next question would was gonna be um, which Premier League side has drawn eleven of their twenty-one matches so far this season? The answer to that would be Brighton, Hove, and Albion. And yeah, another draw against Chelsea in midweek got it up to eleven. So yeah, the draw specials of the Premier League. And then just just imagine if they won half of those games because most of the time they outplay the opposition. But just imagine if they won like let's say five of six yeah, five of those games, it's fine. That's an extra ten points. So just to, like that it's it's huge because if we look at the league table quickly, they would jump from ninth place to fourth place if they could just be a little bit more clinical anyway if we move on to the next question um i would ask i would have asked which bundesliga goalkeeper saved two penalties in one game and the answer would be jan sommer if you remember from the previous episode i did mention this he saved penalties from both patrick Schick and Kerem Derumbay even though they lost the game. But, yeah. And then, next question would have been, which severe player got hit with the bottle during the Seville derby? And that would be Juan Fortan, got hit after Betis equalized in the cup game. So, yeah. And then, the final question would be, which former Portuguese international joined Venezia this past week and that would be Luis Nani. Yes, Nani is back in European football, back in the top five leagues 
staying for Venezia and Italy, trying to help them avoid relegation. And he actually came off the bench on his debut and got an assist. So he's starting off well. So, yeah, fans, I think, yeah, thank you for being patient with me and hopefully accepting my apology for not posting the quiz. Um, yeah, for those who want to check out the quiz and my polls, would you can check it out at Footy Intro on both Instagram and Twitter. And now, transfer news. Um, as we have discovered, it's Transfer Thursday today. <laughs> um, yeah. Cedric Bakambu has come back to Europe. Um, he was playing in China for Beijing Wuhan. He's been playing there since 2018. And yeah, he's joined Olympic Marseille. Said Kolesnak left Arsenal and also joined Olympic Marseille. Jesus Corona has joined Sevilla from Porto. Um, I did mention Luis Nani in the quiz. He joined Venezia. Um, Pablo Mari left Arsenal on loan to join Udinese. So this is a deal that I've been confused about like for the longest of time because he he signed for Arsenal after Mikel Arteta just joined for Arsenal or joined Arsenal. And when Arteta was still at City, apparently Pep wanted him and that was the thing. And then when he joined, he went to Arsenal and then he never really got a lot of game time. So it's different. And with him and William Saliba also, I've never really understood what happened, why they never really got game time. And then finally, the last transfer that I want to talk about um, this is for you Premier League fans that remember the stars from back in the day. Hatem Benafra, he has joined Lille after being a free agent. So, yeah, that's that's like the transfer roundup on Transfer Thursdays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to me. Um, this is the end of the episode. Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, honestly. Um, yeah, thanks for the guys' support. Um, spread the word. Please do that. Um, like, like I'm a YouTuber. Like, subscribe, and click on the notifications bell. But, <laughs> oh, fuck, I don't know what's up today. But, yes, um, thank you, guys. Thank you very much. This is the end of today's episode. See you guys on Monday. Enjoy your football for the weekend. Bye.